Welcome to the So What Do You Do podcast. When someone tells you what they do for work, do you ever secretly think, okay, but what do you actually do? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. We interview everyday professionals from all positions in all industries. So sit back, relax, and learn where you too can thrive in a nine to five. Today, we are speaking with my good friend, Shinsia, and Shinsia works in training and development or leadership development for a local bank here in Baton Rouge, and we really get to hear about her story, um, when she got her master's degree, kind of how she worked at a university, and then ultimately got her position at the bank. She relates her work to the famous Hamilton musical, which is such a treat, and then she really gives some awesome tips and tricks on how to get plugged into this industry if that's something that is of interest to you. So without any further ado, let's hear my conversation with Chinsia. All right, so we have Chinsia with us today. So Chinsia, please introduce yourself to the yep. Ford family and tell us what do you do? All right, I am Chinsia Robertson. I serve as the learning and development manager at a local community bank. And in a quick sentence, what I do um, is I help provide learning and development opportunities to optimize the offerings um, for our bank. So if we have a goal and we want to be the best bank that there is, um, I help them reach that goal by developing staff and training them to reach the greatest level of, of success they actually can. That's so. fabulous. So we're talking learning and development yes. in a banking setting. Yeah. So we're going to like totally uncover this. This is... <laughs> My love, I love learning and development and training and all the things, so I'm pumped up. But before we get there, before we go super deep, I want my listeners to understand what your story was. It may be different than some of theirs, and that's fine too, but tell us, like, where did you go to school? What did you study? And maybe, like, even that first job out of college. Absolutely. So I was born and raised in Baton Rouge. I went away to college. Um, in Atlanta for a semester. My mom promised me that she'd buy me a car if I came back. So I came running on back. <laughs> so I came back to Baton Rouge. I went to LSU for my undergrad um, in psychology with the minor in sociology. And from there, um, I went back a couple years later and got my master's in human resource and leadership development. Um, the, the great thing that I think really helped me in my career is I started as an intern. Mm-hmm. I started at a, as an intern at a local consulting firm in town. And that gave me the experience and the exposure to learn what I've what I've grown to love right now in my field. So having worked at that intern, they hired me on full time after graduation, stayed there for a little bit. And then I went on to the big campus of LSU for about (laughs) seven years before I moved on to my current position at the bank. Okay. And I love this for a couple of reasons. So when you're explaining your degree, to me, it does speak to what you're doing now, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't what you started out. So you were in consulting, like you said, you started as an intern, which I obviously highly recommend getting that experience in college. But, and then you stayed on, which is obviously like five stars everyone would recommend. I would recommend as your fellow (laughs) career strategist, like if they want to keep you stay, double down, get that experience. So then what was, what was the reason for the pivot to LSU? Were you looking for something specific? Mm -hmm. Did they reach out to you? Like talk us through that a little bit. Yes, I was looking for something very specific. I was working at this consulting firm and I was seeing what they were doing in the community um, and seeing the how they were helping organizations grow. 
and I wanted to be a part of that. So I didn't have a chance to do it in that space. So I looked for a space that was more fitting for me. I knew that I wanted to go back to school and I knew that LSU would help me pay for that. So Mm -hmm. that was the main motivation in me making the switch to working at that campus. Oh, awesome. So at the around the time when you were getting your master's yeah. is during your time when you were working at LSU. Yeah. Okay, and so what was your role at LSU? So I started off as a coordinator for talent development, for training and development inside the HRM office, the Office of Human Resource um, Management. So I started there as the training coordinator, and that is where I got the glimpse, the full glimpse of how the campus was managing its talent development strategy and how they were working to make sure that employees had the skills they needed to be successful in their individual roles, but also to reach the higher levels through management. So that's where I started as a training development coordinator. From there, I became um, part of the training, like an actual trainer. So the person that's delivering content. So let's say someone wanted a training on how to resolve conflict. I would be the person to come in and help them understand how to resolve um, conflict in their different areas. That also included some mediation, but I was not good at that. (laughs) I knew that that was not my strength and I picked. So then a few a few years later I was operating and kind of managing that function within the department. Gotcha. Okay, so you kind of moved your way up yes. within LSU and uh-huh. during that time you were I know you were getting your master's, yes. but you said you were at LSU for about seven years. Yeah. So that's a that's a big chunk of time. So it is. did you move from there into what you're doing now? Yeah. So okay. what I was doing at LSU was very similar to what I was doing now. Um, and, and what I'm doing now is actually, I think the, 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 what I'm doing is actually the result of the work that I did at at LSU Mm. and what they were seeing as a need for this banking industry. Mm. So it was great in the academic environment. I think it's, um, familiar in that space, but when Mm. we talk about offering skills and, um, maybe even some, I I don't want to say soft skills, but I'll say soft skills, um, to individuals in this banking industry. I think that was something that wasn't really seen before. So it was a new opportunity to kind of recreate that strategy that I had at LSU in this new environment. That's really interesting. And I want to, I'm actually going to come back to that after we uncover what you actually do. Because my thought is, if this is unique and different, which Mm -hmm. I love, like I love when industries can look at what other people are doing as an example, having a bank, Mm -hmm. look at other thriving organizations, let's say a university or something else where they're saying, hey, they're really training their people well. Maybe we should think about how we can do that Mm -hmm. too. And let's actually bring in personnel that have done it over here and let's see how it works in this environment. So uh, we we will get there. I know I don't mean to Mm -hmm. jump ahead, but I love that you say that. So in our second piece of the podcast, Mm -hmm. this is really the core. This is the crux of why this podcast exists Mm -hmm. to educate my listeners on what an everyday even looks like in some of these jobs. And we always laugh and say, every day is so crazy. It's different. Everything's Mm -hmm. different. But there are certain threads, right, that run through our everyday. And so what do you actually do? And and yeah. take us where, where you want to take us with this. I'm going to kind of give you the floor to, to explain. Okay, so I'll, I'll give you the explanation of what I feel I actually do in a way that I'm hoping that a lot of people can relate to. So during this quarantine um, period, I did not have a chance like my friends years ago to go see Hamilton in New York. But when it came out on Disney+, Plus, I was like, I have to watch this. So I went down the rabbit hole of kind of exploring the backstory and how it came to be and all the history. 
So I actually, when I think about what I do, I think about how they actually put on this production of Hamilton. Awesome. So I think about Lin-Manuel Miranda, who had this idea to create this, this musical. Um, and he had this idea for about seven years before he got wow. connected with Thomas Kell, who was actually the director of Hamilton. Wow. So when I was watching this interview with Thomas Kell, he was saying how he helped bring Lin's ideas to life. Mm-hmm. And he knew that in order to bring those ideas to life, he had to have the right people people in the right places and they had to have the appropriate skills to do it Mm. because if they did not have the appropriate skills then Lynn would be like nope not going with you (laughs) we're gonna go and you're gonna do something else but they had to have the right skills so when I think about what I do I think about it from the mindset of Thomas Kell I want to make sure that I'm bringing organizations, whatever their mindset is, whatever they're hoping to achieve and accomplish, I'm helping them bring that to life. Whatever Mm. goals they have in terms of success, I'm helping them bring that to life through their people. Mm. So making sure they have the right people in place, the people that are in place have the right skills. Mm -hmm. So when Thomas was talking about, like, I had to make sure I had the production staff and I had to make sure I had this person who can do the design of this stage, this is rotating thing that you know we don't really see that often in musical he had one person in mind and he said he knew that that person had to present that they were capable and they had to demonstrate their skills so that's what I do I help these individuals um, develop the skills they need to be able to contribute to the goal and the the larger mission of these organizations to achieve success so I think about it in that mindset so when you that's what an analogy. And for anyone that's seen, I, I am in the same boat as you. I have not been so Mm-mm. privileged to see it in person, but Disney plus it was on repeat. I'm pretty sure for weeks on end, Yes, we're, we're so obsessed and it's true. There's something about it that draws you in and you, you almost can't put your finger on it. And I, and I love, I didn't understand this backstory yeah. of him ensuring that he had the right people in the right place mm-hmm. in order to get the job done. And I think we hear that in the workplace and it kind of just falls off of our backside. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, get the right people, train them up, make sure they've got the skills. But when you see it come to life on a stage mm-hmm. or when there's all these moving pieces and all these fabulous actors and actresses and sets and costumes and the whole yeah. thing, you're like, yep, that none of this could have happened without every individual person. And so my question for you mm-hmm. is how many different... I don't want to say departments because it's not really what I mean, but like how many different divisions, if you will, how many different people are you managing to and managing up with to make sure that they have their ducks in a row, that they have their people in places? Like, is that challenging? What is that Mm. like? Yeah. So in the, in the organization that I'm in right now, the privilege and the great thing about it is first, the CEO has committed to us being known as Mm -hmm. a training bank. He wants people to recognize that we are fully invested in their learning and development. So Mm -hmm. having his buy-in just from the the get-go has been helpful in having us actually implement a strategy Mm -hmm. to where people are encouraged to take advantage of some of these opportunities to grow Mm -hmm. their skills. So that's the biggest part for me. Um, But working with the executive management team that we have is critical as well Mm -hmm. because they're the the face. Mm -hmm. They're the names that people will recognize. They're the leaders of our organization. And if they are bought into this mission, then it all just trickles down Mm -hmm. from there. So I have the, the great opportunity to reach I mean, hundreds of people, um, more 500 plus people in our organization, but I'm very cognizant and aware of reaching them through the leaders. Um, So I like this trickle down approach of having our leaders be the advocate for Mm -hmm. what we're doing, having them get bought in, having them understand the investment and training 
And then from there, having their teams understanding. And from their teams, having the each individual employee on that team Mm -hmm. feel invested. Mm -hmm. So the reach is far. Um, But in terms of the management of it, it gets a little easy when you have the people advocating on your behalf. Absolutely. And so that actually maybe answers my next question, which is, are you mostly um, navigating who learns learn mm-hmm. is the, maybe the wrong word but who learns what when or are you creating content or both like yeah. what's your role there are you more managing what's happening or are you creating content passing it down the line so i'm in the more strategic role for the organization so i'm really kind of managing what's you know happening what's mm-hmm. going on i do have the privilege of having a team mm-hmm. and my team is the best team <laughs> I love it. My team is awesome. And they understand like their individual capacities. Um, And one of them is responsible for creating the e-courses. So they help design online learning programs is what that's called. Mm -hmm. So any course where you want to go, I think of it like a YouTube, like Mm -hmm. if you have an on-demand need, Mm -hmm. um, we can create those videos or those courses to help you get that need immediately. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to figure out um, how do you have a difficult conversation with a coworker, we can help you with Mm -hmm. that. Um, aside from us having this in-person, per- like this in-person individual, um, we have the the capacity to create some online courses that are quick on the go learning for you. And that's so beneficial. I mean, from someone who also kind of sits in this talent development, but also learning and education and career space, having on-demand resources is mm-hmm. invaluable because no one's going to sit down at a six-hour training day. Nope remember every little nitty gritty detail and they're they're a different person when they leave and then they retain that information until the next year right that that's not how we operate as humans but that's also not how we learn right and so I love this I love hearing this kind of transformation innovation if you will from the inside of what we don't really think about as being super forward thinking is a bank. Like we don't we don't think about a bank as being forward thinking. You have no idea. Yeah. You have no idea. And yes, like you, yeah. I was like, you don't really think you think like stuffy yeah. and you know, suits and all these yeah. things. It's like, yeah, that may be part of it. But it's so much bigger than that. We wanna make sure that we have great technology in place to where you know we are automating some of our processes for mm-hmm. our employees and they have what they actually need mm-hmm. at the tip of their fingers because we know how people learn now. Right. Now if we were just going with how people learned in the past um, and just kind of understanding the history of that, we would stick to those methods, but that's just not where we're at right now. Right. So we have to evolve with that. And and they've been very passionate, as passionate as I am about it, and supportive of technology that we may need, of teammates that we may need to help drive these things forward. Now, this, this is a perfect pivot point, kind of circling back to what we talked about before, which is... You being brought over mm-hmm. into this role that I, I believe you mentioned was a little bit of a newer role. Mm-hmm. So what, from your perspective, are other banks, yeah. maybe not even yours, but other other competitors of yours or just banks in general, are they getting on this track? And the biggest reason I ask is if there's someone listening who's like, this sounds so cool. Maybe, they, maybe they're fascinated by banks or they love financial systems, but they love training and development or they love leadership mm-hmm. or they, you know, they're studying that in school. Is this a trend where we're seeing other financial institutions following? Absolutely. Oh, good. It's definitely a trend. I think some of the bigger um, banks may have already been on that wave sure. in some sense. 
Um, so it's definitely a trend. I can t- speak from an, a different position with an organization that I'm part of. And I know it's a, it's a organization that's full of people who are in talent development. Mm. And so many of them have recently transitioned to working at banks because they banks are starting to see the need to not mm. just have this be like a team of one. Um, it's an actual group that is driving forward this, this huge change in the industry. That's fascinating. So so that's great news for yeah. all of you listeners. That is fabulous <laughs> yes, news. Is. And and as you're talking, I'm even reflecting in my own network of folks and friends mm-hmm. where I'm I'm remembering, oh yeah, they they were just highly recruited by a bank to go and work within their teams and better their organizations and serve their customers better and provide online, yes. you know, tech solutions and innovations. And um I, I, I would also venture to say, and I I don't know this for certain, but I believe banks are probably doing this based on competition, right? Like mm-hmm. they're competing with not only their local um, yeah. banks, but nationally, as, as you mentioned. Um, so what I would even encourage too, from a training and development perspective, is I guarantee there are other industries as well that people may not be thinking of yes. that are also implementing professionals such as yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. It's making me think, I'm like, what other quote unquote stuffy like like a law firm as an example oh my right gosh, yes law law firms they're they're training their people they're developing their people they're putting they're putting resources and 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 technology in place to better yes. their culture and their teams and yes. so if you're listening and and you're just fascinated by this work of mm-hmm. training and development and learning and development then the the world the world is your oyster because i think all companies are having to kind of get on board with this. Yeah. And it's and you're right, it's definitely not just banks, it's um accounting firms mm-hmm. that I know of that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Even in the entertainment industry, mm. so you know your your big um, news channels, mm-hmm. they they are doing this as well. Your favorite um, place to watch television, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your Netflix, your yeah. Hulu, like they have people in house that are doing this kind of stuff. Oh, I so love that. It's not just exclusive to you know the banking industry. If someone is interested yeah. in talent development and you know and having this be a part of you know their their repertoire of, of offerings and things they do, they can go into any any industry with that. Oh, I love that. And and I should probably move into our final section, but I have another question for yeah, you because this it. is just too good. Um what would you say from a from a skill perspective? Mm-hmm. Because what I would love is I would love if someone's listening to this thinking, gosh, this is actually sounding kind of cool and I never really thought about this, but maybe, and I don't want them to be thinking, but would I be good? Like, Mm -hmm. would this be a good fit for me? Would Mm -hmm. I, you know, what do you see being really strong skills or really strong strengths that do well in your world? Like in the, the, the region, the department, the division, whatever you want to put it, where you sit. Well, I'm just going to say this. Um, oftentimes when I talk to my friends who are in this, in this industry, they just fell in it by chance. <laughs> like, I'm sure. <laughs> let's just start there. Um, so they may have had a passion for learning and development or leadership development, um, but most of them just fell into it by chance because mm-hmm. they started doing what I started doing, which is what I would encourage the listeners to do, is to research it, to find who is in it and just pick their brain to get mm-hmm. some more information from them. So in terms of the skill that you would need, if you have a passion 
passion for it, if you're going down this path of exploring and you're like, man, this looks interesting, Mm -hmm. um, the real skill that you have to have is the passion and desire for it. Because Mm -hmm. any talent development professional that I know will definitely sit with you and groom you and help you um, to get where you want to be. Um, So I, I would hate to box it in and say, when I think about starting early in my career as the coordinator for this function, um, I had to be someone that was organized. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to make sure that um, I was somebody who was also just generally a good listener. Mm-hmm. And you have to be adaptable and taking feedback mm-hmm. and being flexible in, in your mindset of how you think things should go. Um, because the path isn't as linear as you may um, perceive. It's yeah. all about the journey with this. Mm-hmm. And because it is new and growing in some other areas, not really new, but it is growing in some um, different industries and areas, the opportunities are just, it's it's flexible. Yeah. It, it can be whatever you craft it and you want it to be. So definitely organization. If you're thinking about being in my, in my current seat mm-hmm. where I'm strategizing, organization is going to be key. Being able to... Um, manage multiple things at once Mm. not multitasking not saying that (laughs) don't believe in that it's a myth but being able to manage you know different multiple projects at once which i'm sure most students would be able you know to do yeah given their coursework um that's that's primarily what you need and i I, there was a word you said that i love so much and i completely agree with you especially in your space you said adaptability Mm -hmm. we've had experiences as friends and peers and um you know, working together in the past where, you know, things change. Uh, yeah. Things change. People change their mind. Schedules change. Budgets change. Mm-hmm. Everything changes. And as hard as it is at times, the more flexible and the more adaptable and and understanding, but also forward thinking of how can we solve this problem? That's no problem. We'll, we'll get it next time. Let's revamp this idea. That's what makes, to me, That's what makes someone super successful, especially in this role, because what you have to remember is, yes, you have a job, but you're serving an organization, right? And so at the end of the day, if if it's not working on their schedule, it doesn't work, right? And and I think sometimes that's hard for some people to Mm -hmm. like be okay with, but for those that can roll with the punches and totally just pivot, 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 I could see them being so um, fulfilled and successful in this type of work. Would you agree yes, with that? Yes, absolutely. If you have a, a, a drive to like solve problems and solve challenges and you want to, I think about it, like you want to take things apart and look at it and mm-hmm. turn it and put it back together. Yeah. Like you like that analytical piece of it, you may thrive. Yeah. But if you're someone who I often would hear people, hear people say in interviews, like I'm a people person. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> but if you have that high energy, yeah. that is someone who would be a great trainer and facilitator yeah someone who could really engage the audience um and someone was like it's kind of like performative um yeah it is it is it It totally you do have to have some even if it's not Mm -hmm. number one you want to do it all day long you have to have it a little bit in your dna i would say from my own personal experience at least i've i've found that to be true so perfect so this is a brilliant uh pivot point into our final almost wait final can session. i say this too please, real quick please. i was gonna add to that um the one thing that i think we've been successful at in my current organization when you talk about adaptability is this whole COVID 19 mm-hmm. thing i mean i'm sure we're probably exhausted hearing about it and talking about it which i understand yeah but thinking about the mindset or think about the banking industry of everything being what 
people would imagine as stuffy in, in person. And, you know, you think about going into yeah. a banking center or a branch and, and picking up whatever you need and taking that opportunity to convert all the way that we train these people into a virtual environment. Mm-hmm. That was a complete shift for the operations. And I think a lot of banks may have struggled to get on board mm-hmm. with training people virtually and having this opportunity to kind of, you know, communicate and teach through a screen. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about where I'm at right now is that we were already ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. We we saw that this was going to be the next way for us to really, you know, equip our, our force, mm-hmm. our, our workforce, and we adapted and we went into it. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know what the outcome was going to be, right. but we just happened to be ready for what was coming our way. So that. that's what I mean by adaptability is being able to quickly pivot and shift mm-hmm. whenever it's time for you to shift. And yeah. Just being okay with what's whatever comes from that. Absolutely. And I think it's a perspective. It's a mindset as well. And, yes. and that's, I think that goes again to what you were saying, you know, having, having maybe not performative inside of mm-hmm. you always, but if that's a desire of you, then it can definitely fit in being organized, being adaptable, like. I love it all. I, I yes. just, I, as you're talking, I'm like, yes, this is, this is why I'm in this space. This is good. <laughs> okay. I'm done. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> good. Perfect. I know that derailed you. Perfect. No, not at all. It was a perfect pivot point. Cause what I'm hoping is someone's like on the edge of their seat. Like I know I would be, if I was listening to this thinking, okay, this is awesome. How do I get there? Which brings me to the final piece. And it's just a simple question. And right. it's, if you were a young person knowing that they wanted your job in 10 15 years, what would be the best next step for them today or upon graduation? The next best step in my mind would be to find someone who's doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I mentioned before, this is a field that most people kind of fall into. And if you're not quite sure if you're going to like it, find someone who's doing it and get with them however you can, Mm -hmm. if that's a conversation or, you know, whatever that looks like for you, just to get more information because you want to get your feet wet. Mm -hmm. You want to, even if it's not something, a chance for you to go work with them, you want to see how you can learn some more in this field because there's so many different um, avenues that you Mm -hmm. can go down as it relates to talent development. So the first thing I would recommend is finding someone who's doing what you want to do and have that conversation with them first and foremost. Yeah, that has to happen. Perfect. Um, I, don't, I mean, would you want me to like, I don't know what else specific. No, that's perfect. That's and what I, I'm going to say, yeah, absolutely. I That is like the perfect piece of advice because I think with anything, you got to see what's going on. But I especially think because this is a little bit of a nuanced thing. I mean, because yeah. you can sit in different areas, you know, you can do different roles. And so really getting with someone who's like, okay, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And talk to me through your personal day, right? And then what what about the job you had before? What does what yeah. your boss do? All that good stuff. But what I will plug is that I'm going to be linking Chinsia's LinkedIn. So if you're listening yeah. to her, she's such a gem, so kind. I know she would love to connect with any of the fourth fam. And if nothing else, go and tell her thank you for being on the podcast. Um, but also, before we I let you go, we do have our rapid fire. Yeah. Um, so what we would recommend is that you try to answer these within five seconds or oh less. Oh, gosh. Okay. If they're very easy and they're fun. So here we go. You scare me. Yes. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? A boss. <laughs> Seriously? A boss. You're kidding me. That Okay, I have to like pause for a pause. second. Because literally my husband, when his dad would ask like, what do you want to be when you grow up? He would say, a CEO. So <laughs> you are in good company. That's yeah. freaking hilarious. That's funny. Um, okay, what is your favorite book? 
Oh gosh, I, I wish I was more prepared for this. Um, <laughs> I, I I like to read a lot. I hate to give it a favorite because I read oh, so much stuff. Okay, that's that's so. Like, fair. do you want a professional book or do you like um, want a personal book? Do you have if you have a professional book, that would be awesome. Okay, so what I've been reading lately is the Arbinger um, Institute Outward Mindset book. Ooh. And it's about how do you actually build and develop an outward mindset. Oh, my goodness. And I will say that it's transformed not just, like, my professional life, but my personal, personal life, life as well to help me make that mental okay, shift. Okay, it's called Outward Mindset? It's called The Outward Mindset. The Outward Mindset. Yes. Okay, fabulous. Perfect. Yeah. I can link that, too, in the notes as well. Yeah. Okay, who is your favorite speaker? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. This is like rapid fire, right? I feel yeah. bad because I'm like taking my time and like pondering and like, okay. oh, who's my favorite speaker? Um, like what kind of speaker? <laughs> like, well, motivational speaker, yeah. business speaker, yeah. whoever, anyone, honestly. Okay. So I subscribe to a lot of podcasts. Okay. Yeah. I could be but a podcast. I, um, I don't know if like a faith-based speaker yeah, is like, okay. Sarah Jakes Roberts okay. um, is a minister. And okay. I love, and, and this is going to sound really bad, but not just like her, her messages and what she's sure. saying, the way in which she crafts her stories, oh, absolutely. I think are critical. Okay. So I think like in terms of like development and training, I think you can learn how to oh. like deliver from different people in all different aspects. Oh, so I, need to I think about to her. this minister, like she's a minister, but the way that she tells the stories and Priscilla Shire is the same way, the way they tell these stories in my mind, I think that's what I like to be able to catch and mimic and mimic. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get all these links from you because I want to make sure I can link like her stuff in the, her podcast in the show notes as well. Okay, office accessory that you cannot live without my red stapler. <laughs> really, a stapler? I love my stapler. Oh, I love that. I think it serves as decor. Yeah, it does. I love <laughs> that. that. It's just... I don't even own a stapler. I'm like, when do you use a stapler? That's I amazing. don't. That's the thing. I don't have paper. <laughs> I see it. I get it. It's decor. Um, okay, morning beverage of choice. Tea. I love tea. Okay. Um, Any what type of tea? I love Earl Grey. Okay. Um, and I like the Earl Grey Creme. I think is what it's called. Okay, yeah. Earl Grey Creme tea. Um, Harney and Sons is okay. the brand of tea that I like. Nice. Um, so yeah, I okay. tea snob. Over so you're here. a tea snob. Okay. So my next question. Thank you for sharing how you make your your tea. Yeah. I know you drink a little bit of coffee. So share with us yes. how do you make your coffee? Okay. So I used to be coffee like all kinds of creamer all kinds mm-hmm. of sugar mm-hmm. i am like all in these holiday um creamers right now oh yes. so my i just take my coffee with some of like the pumpkin spice i'm so basic i know no it's the so peppermint good. mocha like all these holiday flavors and just put that in the coffee i love it this, i don't even need sugar anymore you don't need sugar so sweet. just the sweet and and i someone said something like I don't remember who it was, but they were saying, like, we deserve Christmas in a cup year-round. We do! And someone, I don't remember who it was, but they said they do peppermint mocha creamer every single day of the year. And I was like, I love this idea. Yes. Yeah, so I'm all for it. And they have Cinnamon Toast Crunch creamer now? Yes, oh, they've like, got all it all. They've got it all. I know. I explore it. Honestly, I'm all here for it. Like, I'm here <laughs> for all the different types of coffee. Um. Okay, and then the last question is, and this is kind of nuanced, so bear with me. Okay. Number one piece of career advice and the way that I've also pivoted it is like a one liner. Like if you wrote a book, yeah, what would be like the tagline, the name of the book? Keep going. Love it. I love it so much. That's it. Keep going. Keep going. Yes, like go forth. Keep yeah. going. See, yeah. it's all the same. Okay, fabulous. Thank you. Okay, so this has been Chincia. Please 
connect with her on LinkedIn. She's such a gem. As she mentioned, she's here local in Baton Rouge and um, I know would just be honored to hear from any of you. And we just so appreciate you and your time sharing yes. with the fourth family. So um, that's all for today. And we will see you on our next episode of So What Do You Do? Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you loved this episode and are inspired by this nine to fiver, let us know. Subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Screenshot this episode and tag us on social at sowhatdoyoudo.podcast. We would love to hear what professionals and industries you want to hear from next. Want more career guidance, discovery, and inspiration? Be sure to visit our website, goforthllc.com, and browse our career downloads and courses, get our weekly emails, find us on YouTube, and get inspired to go forth.